Well, I get the honor of introducing our next, our, our special speaker this morning. <coughs> Homemaker, organizer, manager, wife, mom, grandmother, and now great-grandmother, artist, poet, servant leader, encourager, friend, and daughter of the king. She has a quiet and gentle way, but you can't help but smile when you hear her laugh. She serves tirelessly, loves faithfully, and most of all, she cares for you. Her desire for women to connect not only with one another, but with Jesus shines through her life. She loves and prays for the women of New Song Church. She calls out our names before the throne and waits on God to bring a timely word. And I know that she has a timely word for us this morning. Please, won't you help me welcome Mrs. Pat Ferguson. Somebody left a clock here. I guess this is a message to me. <laughs> I cut it shorter this time. Well, praise the Lord. The Lord helped me through the first service, and I didn't kill over. So, but if I do kill over, don't revive me. <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> so we're uh, honoring National Women's uh, Ministry Day, which was a week or two ago, but today is when we uh, chose to be able to do this. And so um, we're all called to be ministers, and the word minister in the dictionary says to give aid and service. So we're all called to be servants. Uh, Jesus himself said of himself in Mark 10, 45, for even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. And uh, talking about women's ministry, uh, uh, when we all come together, we have small projects that seem like small, insignificant things. But when the ladies are doing it all over the nation and around the world, it comes together as something that is great in the sight of God. So, I mean, we have little projects like um, canceled stamps, you know. Um, I haven't gotten everybody to really come on board with that just yet, but uh, they have one of the women's projects is to save the canceled stamps, and I don't know what they do with them, but we take them off of envelopes. So if any of you have uh, mail with stamps, save them and bring them to us. Um, they use them somehow or other to get books for, um, like, Bible schools. And um, so, like I said, it seems like a small thing, but we can all do a little something and, it be, you know, join together. It becomes a big thing. Uh, God calls boys and girls and children. We're all to be ministers. He calls teens and tweens and um, men and women of all ages and even grandmas like me. He's called us, and he's faithful to help us. The Bible's full of stories of um, children that ministered, you know, to the Lord from a, you know, very young age. Um, so God is, God is faithful, and he'll use anybody that's willing to uh, give their lives to him. Pastor C.J. talked about has uh, talked in the last week about fellowship and um, we do love to come together in fellowship and it's uh, it's a great thing to 
share with ladies and, uh, you know, like our sister Nan said, um, and it's a good, it's a good time. We have a good time and the Lord helps us. The theme uh, for this year for the Assembly of God had from the headquarters, uh, they gave us uh, each year a theme and a, and a verse to go, and it's live fully. Um, our text is in Ephesians 3, verse 17, and they've used the uh, New Living Translation, and it's on the board there, if you can read those small words. Your roots will grow down into God's love and make you strong. That's what we're, our theme is today about um, living fully rooted. In the natural, uh, we put down roots. We call it putting down roots, like where we were born, where we came from, uh, what family we were born into. Um, so how many, I'm going to ask a couple questions. Who was born and raised in Arkansas? One, two, three, four, five. Not a whole lot of the congregation born and raised in Arkansas. How many were then naturally have to be born in another state? So the rest of you <laughs> born. Okay. Uh, how about another country? Anybody here born in another country? All right. I see some hands back there on the back row. So we have roots in different states and different countries. Uh, and sometimes we get transplanted. Um, I was born and raised in California, and um, Bill was born in Arkansas, and his family moved to California when he was about six. He grew up out there, and he found me, and then he uprooted us, and we had three boys, age four, six, and nine at the time, and uh, anyways, uh, we moved to Arkansas, and it was, you know, transplanting is sometimes difficult, and it took me a while to reroot and grow and, and feel like I had life again, you know. Um, Bill never looked back. He was never, you know, he never cried over California, <laughs> leaving California. And, uh, but I think I cried for a while. And, but in time, God helped me to reroute and to gain that strength and get connected again. So, um, in the natural, we put down roots. Uh, now, in the spiritual, we're going to look at to live fully rooted in Christ, is to be rooted in God's love. Um, first thing before we can put on roots, we have to be born. We have to have life in the first place. We have life in the natural, but we have to be born again and receive the life that, that God alone gives, that miracle of new birth. Uh, we die to ourself and die to the flesh like a seed that's planted in the ground. It first has to be planted in good soil. You can't um, just put plant in anything and expect to grow. You have to have good, rich soil, and that soil is God's love in Christ and, and his life in you. Colossians 3.3 3 says, For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. So that's, that's the first thing we have to do is be 
uh, have life from God and be planted. But like um, the seed under the ground, you don't see the miracle that takes place. We can't, when somebody comes to the Lord, you can't see in the spirit what's really taking place inside the change, the, that new birth. You can't see all that. And, and just like when you plant in the garden you, or you plant your seeds, you pray and you hope, and you, uh, but you don't know that that life is really there until something starts growing. Um, we need so many things. We're going to talk about the different things that we need to, to begin to grow those roots in our life. And uh, we're, the Bible says you know, we pass from darkness to light. And um, there is a, at the, what I hear, there's um, through new technology and uh, from scientists what they've uh, discovered, not even um, in, in spiritual, but in the natural, that the moment of conception, that there is actually a flash of light. Um, Brother Phil, Sister Mary and Brother Phil, um, he found this on the computer and was telling me one day uh, back here in the foyer about this. And I thought, that is so awesome. And the Bible bears that out. Um, um, let's see. I'm going to find my verse here that, uh, okay, John John 1, 9 says of Jesus, that was the true light which lights every man that comes into the world. So that bears out that there is light at the moment of conception. So like the seed, we, uh, it, it needs the light. Now, once we have um, have that life in us, then our roots can begin to grow. We're going to see what we need for that to happen, for that uh, process, that growth to continue. To sink those roots deep into that good, rich soil, we need that, that love, first of all. And then um, we need truth. God is truth. His word is truth. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. All things were made by him. So when we're planted in him, we need to be planted. We are planted in his truth. We need this word every day, more and more. The JBQ, uh, the little kids, you, you start growing roots spiritually very young. We, um, the, the things that the children are memorizing, getting God's in, word in their lives, that is when your life can be rooted and grounded more solid when you start young. Uh, it, it's possible later at, at any age, you know, to, to be saved and, and to start putting God's word in your life, but it's so much more effective when you can start young. Second Timothy three fourteen through seventeen. Let's look at that. Second Timothy three fourteen through sixteen. Once you start putting this truth, God's word, in your life, it says, But continue thou in the things which you have learned and have been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, 
and that from a child you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So we need his word in order to grow and flourish and be everything that God wants us to be. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 says, For this reason we also constantly thank God that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but for what it really is, the word of God, which also performs its work in you who believe. So that work of the Spirit, just like the plant in the ground, the roots that are starting to grow, you can't see it from the, from the outside. And you can't see what's happening in a person's life in the spirit. But it's, it's that working inside, performing. He's performing his work in you. The word is alive. It's, it's uh, the bread of life. Those plants, those roots that we, um, the trees, the plants, the whatever we grow in our gardens, um, they need a lot of different things. You know, we... We give them what individual plants need, individual things, you know, like my azaleas may need one type of nourishment and, and another plant may need another something to grow and flourish. And, but, but the trees and the plants, they all get their, they feed from the roots. They're nourished through the roots from the soil. John six thirty five. Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Let your spiritual roots feast on Jesus. Absorb. Nobody can make you. It's a choice um, to, to choose to, to absorb all those nutrients, all those things that God provides through his word. He is the bread of life through uh, the nourishment that's in the bread, the strength that only he can provide. Roots are very, very important. They anchor, they anchor the trees and the plants. They provide a foundation. They, uh, they provide a foundation for storms, and storms will come. Last Monday, I think it was, we had a pretty bad storm around here. On my way to work uh, that next morning, I don't, I don't think I could even count the number of trees that I saw down one section, it was like up on the hill, just boom, 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 big trees. And uh, down in the little valley, I saw big trees down, and you could see the, the root system exposed. And it didn't look like there was much there. So we can look at people's lives sometimes and think, oh, they're strong, they're solid. But you don't know what's going on inside. You, d you don't know if they've really let those roots grow down and make them strong. But sometimes, um, just like I said, storms will come. We need the storms at times. We can't avoid, avoid the storms. We, the wind, we need the wind to make us strong. Scientists um, put up, did an experiment in um, Arizona. 
back in the early 90s, I believe. Maybe they started it probably in the late 80s. But it was called Biosphere 2. And it was a big experiment of a, a like a three-acre glass dome. They were going to um, provide or create this uh, perfect environment to grow things, to grow plants, to grow trees, and even to see the effect of this uh, protected environment on people. So they had people even go and live in there for like two years. And it, um, as, as far as the trees went, everything went pretty good, except for the trees would get to a certain height, and then all of a sudden they would just fall over. And uh, it baffled the scientists thinking, you know, they were so smart. They were going to just do this perfect little world in here. And, but the trees just toppled over. And they forgot that they needed the wind. God created the wind for a purpose. And the wind uh, effect on those trees, it, made the, it makes roots grow stronger. So you can have, like, too much wind, and if your roots are not established, then, uh, you know, a bad, bad storm, if you're not prepared, it can topple you over. Or you, if you don't let that uh, wind blow on you, then you can not grow those roots. And, and um, so it takes it both ways. Spiritually speaking, again, about the wind, we need the wind of the Holy Spirit. John 3, 8, talking about being born of the Spirit, says, the wind blows where it chooses and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. And then um, in Acts 2, on the day of Pentecost, God showed up through a rushing mighty wind. And what happened from that wind was power for their lives. You know, those Christians were new. They they hadn't been rooted, and that power of the Holy Spirit gave them strength to be witnesses, to put down roots. And so their, you know, their lives were changed after that, and uh, God made them strong through that rushing mighty wind from the power of the Holy Spirit. We also look at the palm tree. Um, I told in the first service about a man um, that we knew on the other side of Cave Springs out here who tried to grow a palm tree. And um, palm trees don't grow very good in, in Arkansas. They need certain soil. They need, um, you know, different things, a lot of sunshine. And uh, you see palm trees flourishing on the coast. Um, I saw a lot of them, you know, in California. And um, they have great strength. One thing about uh, the palm tree is that um, they they go through so much wind that their the roots actually grow stronger from that. Like I said um, before, and the root system grows wide. Also, it grows like in a mass, not just down but out. And um, they the roots be, are flexible. So when those strong winds, you'll see those palm trees just bending almost to the ground, but they, they stay firm and, and stable. Talking of the palm trees, look in Psalms 92, verse 12. 
Psalms 92, verse 12 through 15. The righteous shall flourish like the palm, like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. And this is a good one. They shall be fat and flourishing. Praise the Lord. To show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. So God's word compares us. When we're flourishing, when we're rooted, we can be like the palm and not be moved. Not be, not be broken from the wind and the storms. And we'll bear fruit. That's... Uh, that's the ultimate goal of whatever's planted is to bear fruit. Another thing, uh, other than the wind, we need water. Roots have to have a lot of water. Um, God gives rain to water at times, and rain in itself is a miracle. When you study, I heard uh, last week talking about rain, how what all it takes, the, the process that it goes through from the evaporation and then, you know, how it gathers and how it uh, dust gathers around it to give it the weight that it needs just at the right time and how it falls. And the whole process is kind of like a miraculous thing. And uh, so, so we need the rain. We need rain from, um, from heaven. Um, Bill and I have planted lots of trees and... Um, watered a lots, lots and lots of um, plants, pulled those hoses in the hot sun and sweated. <laughs> um, so we both love it when it rains, you know, when you have planted new things. We planted like 30-something plants, trees, in this new home we uh, moved into in the end of May. So we love the rain when it comes. Uh, but I wish I knew, like, over the years, we've all of our moves, different houses or whatever, there's always new trees to plant. But I wish I knew how much we had spent on the water alone. Uh, it's not, I don't know how much, you know, if any of you pay for your water, but it's, it's not cheap sometimes. And, but there's been times when we've had free water from our well. And like I said before, those wells are not, you have to pay for those too, like several thousand dollars to get a well. So it's not really free. You can't live without water. And uh, if you didn't have it, you would pay whatever you needed. You know, if you were thirsty enough, you'd pay whatever you needed to, to get that water. But Jesus offers free water. In Revelation twenty two seventeen, it says, And whoever, whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. It's a free gift. It's, it's, there's no limit uh, in Christ. In Jeremiah 17, 7, it says, Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. That's an awesome, that's an awesome plant. That's an awesome thing. And he, um, God is comparing us to that. We can 
be in that place. Psalms 1-3, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. And also in John 4, 4 um, Jesus talking to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, he told her, whoever drinks of this water shall thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I give him shall be in him a well springing up into everlasting life. So what we need to grow those roots is a free gift from God in abundance. We can't, there's no excuse you know, to not put down roots in uh, spiritual roots in God because he's provided everything Isaiah 12 3 says therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation so God's desire and plan is that we live fully uh, rooted to experience to be all that he's designed us to be he gives us everything we need to live and grow strong roots his love, that miraculous um, life that he gives us. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He gives light. He gives truth. He gives his Spirit, uh, Holy Spirit, to make us strong. He gives us that living water. Um, and in the original text uh, that we started out with in Ephesians 3.17, says your roots will grow down into God's love and make you strong. I want us to look back. If you've got your Bibles, turn uh, back to Ephesians chapter 3 because um, there's more to the story. God wants us to live and flourish and grow and put down roots um, but he doesn't expect us to do it all by ourselves. Let's turn back to Ephesians chapter 3. This, the verse, our text, um, is written by Paul, who was in prison. And even, uh, he, even in prison, he was caring about the ones he had brought to the Lord. And they weren't left alone. He was still pouring from himself, uh, caring, loving those uh, people, trying to help them get rooted their life in, in the Lord, in Christ. Uh, back in verse thir in 13, uh, 3.13, says, Wherefore I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He was praying. He was praying for them of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. It's, it's in the inner man that we, you know, where we grow. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, and in our, the text that we give, it was from the New, uh, New Living Translation. And it ended there. But this, in the King James, it, it has a comma there. So there's, that means there's more to the story here. 
why? Why do we need to be grounded and rooted? Verse 18 tells us that we may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of God, the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, unto him be glory. That's, that's, that's our purpose here, to give glory to God. That's why we want to flourish. That's why we want to grow those roots. Uh, we have a purpose. You know, trees in the natural, uh, I think Pastor was talking about this at the end of the service. They put on that fruit, and it's, it's not for the tree. It's to feed somebody else, you know. So we're, we're going to glorify God. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. And when we do, when we are grounded and rooted, uh, God doesn't want it to be just for us to say, look how full and beautiful I am in the Lord. It's for others, for to, to love. Uh, God's heart was, you know, he didn't come and serve to, for himself. He came and died for us and to show us his love. Um, if you, when you have time at home, look on in, in Ephesians chapter four and five, and it, it is, it's really good. It's really good on, on our purpose and how we grow and, and grow in God's love and how we can, you know, what we do to love each other, how we live in God's love. Cause we're all one in Christ, you know, we're, we're one and, uh, we, we need to show God's agape love. Not a selfish love. It's uh, it's a love, a pure love, from God's heart. So we need to live fully rooted in God, in His Word, in His power, walking in the Spirit, so we can produce good fruit. The first fruit, uh, the fruit of the Spirit, is love. By love, serve one another, help each other. Um, we don't. You know, when we see somebody, and like I said, we don't know what's going on inside so much, but we, you can tell if somebody's struggling or having uh, trouble, um, then that's when we are responsible. And have if we have that love, we will automatically want to uh, pour into that person's life, give them encouragement. Um, Bill watches over his trees. He loves his trees. He, he, he goes out and he checks them, you know, like in the springtime, if he's planted new ones, to see if they're putting on roots. And uh, you can tell that by what's on, that's growing up on top. And he'll, he'll take his thumb like that and check the bark and see if there's green underneath there, you know. And um, that's the way we can help each other when we see somebody struggling to put down roots to grow. Then we, um, we care about him. We love on him. We, we provide whatever it is that they need to grow. And, but there's one negative part on growing roots. And sometimes they, they can be infected by um, disease, by 
some kind of, you know, things growing that attack the roots. And um, sin will affect our growth. Let's look at Colossians 2, 6. Colossians 2, 6 through 10. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Beware. Don't let anything come into your life that will affect that growth, the the putting down of 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 your roots, of making of being strong in the Lord, being pre- being prepared for those storms. So sin uh, can affect the world. The things of the world can af- can affect us. For in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in Him which is the head of all principality and power. We, don't need to, we need to trust God alone and not look to the world for what we need to grow strong. Also, um, bitterness. Hebrews 12, 14 and 15. Get my little markers out of the way there. Hebrews 12, 14, and 15, talking about bitterness. But continue thou in the things which you have learned and have been assured of, knowing of whom you have learned them, and that from a child that has known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof. I think I just read the wrong scripture. Sorry, we, re- we did that one already, so it didn't hurt to, to go over that one one more time. But Hebrews, I'm sorry, Hebrews 12, 14. 12, verse 14. Here we go. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. So there, there's good roots, and you have to beware of those bitter, bitter roots that can get in there and choke out. We don't want to let any bitterness abide in our, in our lives. So we need to um, know how much God loves us, how much he wants to help us to flourish and fulfill, live that full uh, full life that he has, you know, he wants for us. He has a purpose for our lives, to honor him, to love others, to honor him most of all. And he provides everything that we need, but we need to accept it. It's our choice. We can, we can absorb it and let it grow in us, or we can... Um, choose not to but we've seen i've seen results of people that have not been fully rooted and grounded and the storm came and and they they were affected but you know what sometimes
people stumble and fall and fall over and you see the roots exposed. We lived, we lived in Lowell for a time and there was a yard there that had a big willow tree, uh, a tree hanging down like this. It was big, but it was right in the front yard. And the storm, we had a storm and I guess the ground was saturated and that tree just was laid over, but th there was still a little connection there. And I saw, we watched, we'd drive by there, and they pulled that tree back up. I mean, a big tree, pulled it up and staked it so its roots could reattach. And um, the last we looked, it was still, it was still growing. So even though, even though somebody is affected by the storm and is, um, has trouble for a while, you know, we can come alongside and help help them to to stand up again and to be rerooted. And I thank God. I thank God for that. So everything we need is in the Lord. Kenny, if you'll come. We're gonna sing a song called "My Life Is in You, Lord." It's an old chorus, and most of you, I think, know it. But if um, do we have any ladies that are going to help with uh, that help pray um, like our prayer partners come if, if there's any of our ladies that were chosen to do that um, if you want to come and if there's anybody um, when we sing this if you need prayer if you feel like your roots have not been established spiritually or if you feel like the storm has come against you so strong that you um you know, if you feel like you're, you're losing your grip, then we want you to come. If you've never received Christ the first time, to start that life, to start that process of growing spiritually, then you come. But if you just need prayer to, to help get established and rooted, we're going to ask you to come. My life is in you, Lord.
Pastor. I got to hear uh, Pat's message, Sister Pat's message in the first service, and uh, then uh, I rarely get a chance to go back and be in the kids' ministry, so that's where I was during uh, during second service. But uh, God is good, is He not? And I'm guessing, Sister Pat, you shared the same messages first, basically. So um, I'll just share with you what I did with the first service that um, the Lord spoke to my heart about talking about deeper roots and that sometimes things in, uh, um, can interrupt or to uh, cause disease to those roots. And I mentioned that um, as I was sitting there, I was thinking about this, and I told my wife in first service, if she offers me a chance to say something, I feel like I've, I've got something the Lord put in my heart. And, about that time, Lily Jean walked over and had drawn me a picture, and it was a me and her little stick figures under a tree. Did you already under a tree? And it's got fruit on it. What Lily Jean didn't know, uh, but the timing was awesome, is that uh, I thought about these two trees that we planted when my boys turned one years old on my dad's property. Planted two peach trees. We thought, you know, they're different. They may be twins, but they have different personalities. Let's plant two different types of peach trees. So one was a Georgia peach, and I don't know, can't remember what the other one was. One for each of the boys. Well, after they started to sprout up and started to get leaves, the deer started coming and trying to eat the leaves off. And they especially like those fruit trees, I think. So my dad did his best, and he put a, one of those fencing things around it, and the deer would still try to get through there. And uh, ever since then, one of the trees has really struggled. It's never really grown and produced fruit, while the other one, I think they left alone a little more, and it's grown now and produced fruit. I thought, how interesting a picture that was the Lord gave me is that some of us have been trying to put roots in, in a body of believers, uh, that, that will help us grow, and the, that with the Lord's help, it starts to grow. But then others that are around us that are not good influence on us, on our growth, come and start trying to pluck every time something grows in our life tries to pluck it off and I remember when I ran from the Lord there's a time I had to cut off all my friends I had when I was running from the Lord till I could be strong enough to go back and minister to them and many times we keep putting ourselves around those who are gonna pluck that off but you know the interesting thing about the one that uh, that was left alone is that it grew finally big enough that the deer couldn't reach the leaves anymore so it can continue to grow, but when it produced fruit, it would drop the fruit and feed the deer. And so when you think about that, is sometimes you have to, to put yourself in a situation where, where you cut yourself off from a time, where you separate yourself so that the Lord can put you in a body of believers who will sow into you, who will guard you. That's what the community is about. The kids were learning about community, community today. And the body of believers, literally like that fencing that was put around that tree, giving it time to, to get the roots strong, right, in the Lord. Giving it time to let it be nurtured and grow. And then eventually that, that tree will produce fruit. And, and while the, the ones that keep coming and trying to eat off it, they, they can't destroy the strong roots and, and the, the fullness that's grown to. But that tree can minister to you. It can feed those because it's become strong enough. And now it drops fruit from the safety of its abundance. Amen. So many times we have to let the Lord grow us, get us there. I meet many new believers. Yesterday I was 
uh, at the Benton County Jail, and they had uh, 80 baptisms to do, so they had to break it up 40 and 40, 40 yesterday. Um, most of it was ladies, and they had quite a few men too. But it just it reminds me because so many times I meet those that have, have had struggles in their life, and, and there they have the structure around them to keep them from doing anything they're not supposed to, right? But they will tell you as well as I can tell you, the biggest struggle is when they step out of those doors, right? Out of those prison doors. And now that structure is gone. And now they have choices, right? And many times they end up right back in the same environment they were that got them in trouble. And they're there and they don't have that rescue line, right? They don't have that protection around them. And you know, I've been challenging many of those I've ministered in, in, in jail many times. Go find a church that will accept you you know, we'll accept you, but come and, and be where people can surround you. And we've talked about with ourselves, discipleship. That's what discipleship is. That's, that's what the fellowship is about and the community. Those are all things the Lord has tied together in our messages. But the real ministry from New Song and other churches doesn't happen in a few hours during the services. It happens when we walk life together and we form that protection around each other so that the roots can dig deeper into God's Word, into, into experiencing His presence. And then as you see people grow, the fruit begins to grow and drop off. And then those that would have caused harm before begin to taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. I love you guys. Let's just, uh, I know we've had prayer and everything. Let's just close again with prayer. Lord, we thank you for a wonderful day. Lord, we've seen some amazing weather this week. Lord, not, not as pleasant at times, but God, it is a display to us that you have created a very complex but very beautiful place for us to, to live. But Lord, while we live in this fallen sinful world, God, we're constantly reminded it's not the design you originally wanted it to be. And that God, we've got to give uh, the right attention to our growth and the roots that we put down. Lord, help us all to make wise decisions, to be very careful about, about the places and situations we put ourselves in. Lord, that you may grow us and eventually the fruit that is produced from our walk with you will feed those who are hungry for you. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, one last thing I want to tell you. Remember, um, I, I messed up last week in saying that I'd be finishing my sermon this week. About a two-part uh, sermon next week. I want you to be praying. We're going to have a sign-up sheet in the foyer on different ways people can serve. And uh, we're going to continue that message. God is already uh, using that message. Jen has told me some of the ladies have talked about that. And uh, So come ready next week. It's going to be uh, powerful. The first, part, the first part, I'm not saying anything about me, but the first part of God's Word there is awesome, and the ending is going to be even better. So let's uh, come back next week expecting. Amen. Love you.